0: Arrgh!
1: For the week of August 16th, 2013, I am your host, Jose Otero, joined by an illustrious panel of IGN editors and VPs and possibly former employees. So <laughs> Not possibly. <laughs> <laughs> true. I didn't want to spoil it, but at this point, you've heard the news. But before we get into it, uh, let's have each person
2: introduce themselves.
3: Hi, I'm Brian Altano, and I still work at IGN. Brap,
2: brap. Brap, brap. Oh, well, hello, I'm Pierre Schneider. I'm the uh, co-founder and publisher.
4: Hi, I'm Rich. I don't work here anymore. <laughs>
2: Wait a second. Technically, you no, still still here, Otherwise, I want my money back.
4: <laughs> technically, I work here through Sunday. All right, good. But yeah, yeah I'm we're rich. gonna
2: make you work Saturday and Sunday too. I,
4: I know. Yeah, which I is th- awesome. Thanks a lot. Pear. I'm sure we
2: will. <laughs> so at this moment in the podcast,
1: I thought we should cut to the scene in Zelda Two where uh, Link dies and Ganon. You hear that sound oh. and wah, 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 wah. yeah.
4: Wait, am I supposed to be Ganon? Or, but, oh, no, but no, Link died. Link, Link died. Yeah, yeah we, we lost Wait, Link. Which evil is being resurrected then? Uh,
1: I don't know.
2: Maybe me. I don't it think this exactly works so well, watch.
0: is
2: it? it? depends on what Rich will become. Mm, yeah. No, this so true. yeah, This is true. <laughs> no, this is evil. No, Rich, not many people know this, but Rich is in fact not going to be dead. No. Rich is actually going to be alive and around. So. Okay. Uh, so, yeah.
4: yeah, I mean, so, so I won't be here for this entire podcast uh, for the very reason that I am basically joining Nintendo. Um, so I I, like that
1: hasn't happened before. I know (laughs) that's
4: never happened before. Um, so full context is I'm joining Golan Harris, which, uh, is Nintendo's agency for communications and PR. I will be a senior manager there and I start on Monday after working the weekend for IGN. Um, you'll still see some stuff coming from me in the coming days and weeks because that's just sort of the way my projects go. Um, couple or two to three written things in the next week. And then there's a video documentary that I've been working on that'll come out I'm not quite sure when, but in a
2: few weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a so, lot of stuff in the hopper, right? Yeah, they always just is. get turned off. It's and, hard to do that clean cut. And of course, we do that mean thing where we bring back, like, history pieces from yeah, years yeah, exactly. ago <laughs> that still have your name on it. And just
4: then, to torture me, someone's going to yeah. republish some mean uh-huh. op ed that I did, so, you know, like rem- like how nin- a, how Nintendo a, lost E3 it's a 2012.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 salt in the moon. Oh, I hadn't so
3: thought of that. Thanks, though. Power.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be working on PR. Um, and. Uh, it's going to be busy. That's so a big, big fall lineup coming up.
2: So that, that means you're going to give us crap when there's a new, when there's like Wii Music 2 coming out and we're not mm-hmm. going to love it. You're going to give us crap then?
3: Actually, that's well, yeah. actually Nintendo giving us crap first.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm just mostly going to be like, hey, Jose, I've got this cool thing for you.
2: Actually, I will so, say yeah. that I will <laughs> no, this say this one thing about Nintendo. Nintendo is not one of those companies where, where people get upset over reviews. N- they've never been yeah, like that. You know, they'll uh, if you see somebody from the PR side or the marketing side. After um, after we didn't like one of the games, they'll be like, oh, man, you guys didn't like our game, how come? But they know, they're aware, but they're not the company that reaches out and is like,
5: we are
1: angry because you yeah. didn't mm-hmm. like our product, right? Well, uh, really quickly, let's start with uh, a couple of uh, things from the community. So first, um, IGN user Low Bogan answered a trivial question I put in the blog post last week, which was, where did the where does the Nintendo sound at the start of the podcast come from? And he actually named all three games. Uh, they were all from the Mario and Luigi RPGs. You know, Excuse me from, me, from
2: the what? Mario so, and Luigi RPGs. So, uh, so my, my promise is that every time <laughs> Josie calls it Mario, I'm going to call it Josie Josie. Okay. <laughs> and and, Pear, and this, this marks the
1: last time Rich and Pear were on the Nintendo Voice. <laughs> <Boys. laughs> Just cross them off. All right, who's next? Yeah, uh, whenever I say Mario, Pear can be on the other side of the office, and he'll be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mario. And I'm yeah. on the
3: East Coast, and these guys used to, you know, give me... Shit for this, but. Okay, so you. Well, the you thing. The way you can tell is when he says his own name, he doesn't say, It's a me, Mario. That's it's true. a me,
1: Mario. Mario. I'm going to get Charles Martinet to do it. Like, dare me. We, we will be at E3 or we will be somewhere with that man. And I will I, get this I No right offense.
3: Here. I could honestly go the rest of my life without hearing that guy. know? <laughs> oh, because at E3 this year, we were. You guys were there. We it were was waiting, creepy, yeah. We were waiting for Nintendo's presentation <laughs> to start, and we had a good 45 minutes of, of Charles Martinet, and he was just sort of. Yeah. No script, just talking in the Mario voice. And it's I was like,
2: like, "This is enough." Yeah, okay. he's like, "Hey, you in the front, the Sam Clayborn. Yeah. I like your mustache." And Sorry, like, you're in trouble, Rich. Yeah, no. <laughs> there we it go. We kept on going, but thank okay. you, Josie.
1: Yeah, yeah, no yeah. worries. Um, so the so he figured that out. Yeah, he answered all those uh, question of the week. So last week, Brian Altano tossed out there, "What characters do you not want to see in Smash Brothers in the new Smash Brothers in either version?" We weren't very specific. Uh, we got a couple of responses. So. Uh, Man, these user handles. I should read these beforehand. Omega Little Bob says that he never wants to see Tingle as a playable Smash Bros character. Really? Oh.
4: Jose, really when you think about it, that is a very tame username. Like, yeah. really? Uh, no, like, I mean just reading good.
1: them cuz it's one word. <laughs> no, you're yeah, like, like, "Oh, wait.
4: It's uh, weird Omega when you Little say it, Bob." But I've seen much worse usernames than yeah, that. This guy <laughs> named Thomas
3: You should, see, you should see our banned users list. That's, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. much more foul. Yeah, like yeah. Booby Tits 84 <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember. It was a good year for Booby Tits. Yeah. He was a a good
1: (laughs) contributor. Um, So Tingle, uh, yeah, I I was kind of like, wow, why? Because I like, I I don't know, I've never been horribly offended by Tingle.
3: Tingle's great. I think he's great. I think if he... he flew in on a balloon and dropped things and maps on people and mm-hmm. blinded them or whatever. You would he
4: do. does. I mean, right? Like in uh, he's in melee, melee in the, yeah, yeah. the
2: mm-hmm. Masyuras
1: Mask Club.
2: I'm pretty yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. But he's yeah.
2: like he's designed to be you know a silly character. So it's it's not like somebody created a lame character accidentally. They created a lame character on purpose. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: yeah. So. And I've heard he looks like Koji Kondo. Oh, Do you yeah. guys, yeah. Someone oh, no. look that up and check that. No, I'm not mm. kidding. Nintendo does put some of their designers in their games, and I've heard he looks like Kaji Kondo. That's KK I from mean, I'm, Animal I'm, Crossing is supposed to be someone else, actually. I don't
4: really hmm. think so. I mean, I've met Kondo.
1: and like, All right, I will look this up. He wasn't
3: in a green elf suit? No, no. He Well, was of course not. he
1: didn't no, look he like not. him. No. He didn't oh. throw confetti uh, at that time, though? No, that would be amazing. I actually got to see um,
4: Kondo perform oh, with... I think it was a theme from Majora's Mask on piano. No, very nice. That's very cool. That's cool.
1: Look at you, name dropping. All right. I saw him smash a guitar. (laughs) So Clive at Five had a good one. Uh, He said he doesn't want to see Noah from the NES game uh, Bible Adventures, which was developed by Wisdom Tree in 1991. That is so specific. Yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Can you imagine Noah's powers, though? Yeah, he can carry (laughs)
1: four cows in the game over his head while running at lightning speed. He would be way overpowered for Smash No, that's
3: at least one Donkey Kong, so that's... It's good math right there. <laughs>
1: okay, that's awesome. You
3: don't have to worry that guy won't be in that
1: game. <laughs> he also said uh, Lance from Pilot Rings Wings would be terrible because he is like a blonde carrot top. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough.
3: Curfew wow. well, says, very, "Uh, very, so very specifically hateful about specific things." Like oh,
1: it's, well, Bible Adventures. I mean, I wouldn't want anyone. So the the grand yeah, yeah, I mean, scheme of the,
4: what you probably don't want to be a Smash Brothers character is, you know, pretty big, really. I yeah, mean, that's know. true. I don't
3: know. Well, because if I had said, you know, who do you want to be a Smash Brothers character, people would be like, oh, Knuckles and Tails and Crash Mm. Bandicoot. Who you don't
2: want, I I guess I... What you do? Yeah. Can you even think of one you wouldn't want that I wouldn't want? I don't want toad because when you hit him, it makes <laughs> a hideous sound. I actually would not be <laughs> I would not
4: you know? be surprised if Toad becomes playable. Yeah actually. eventually right That just
3: seems oh, man, like I a really pretty logical that's actually point I, that's the perfect suggestion. Pat. I'm with him yeah I never I want, want to see that. that
2: happen. I think toad is 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 a generic character, so yeah like because well, be he gets weird. pulled yeah.
1: out by. Peach to oh, block
2: and stuff. I think yeah. it'd be funny. He'd probably I,
1: I, be the strongest character, though, because that's what the games play up that he's tiny, but he's super strong compared to everyone
4: I'm else. I'm always, like, totally... I re- ever since they did Pokemon Trainer uh, mm-hmm. I've always thought of like the craziest characters so like when Sakurai asked me who I'd want, I said all of the Koopalings together Good. so I think it'd be great to have Switching an army out yeah yeah exactly and mm-hmm. each one's slightly different yeah, um, yeah. and they're all very weak but you know they can all do their little thing mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to have an army of toads that's <laughs> so a, just, like Paper Mario style where actually... they just like mob you a yeah, good suggestion.
1: Uh, we had a guy also in the comments who said he'd like to see something on the Wonderful 101 where it's a group-type format. Go t- toss totally. in Wonder Red, Wonder Blue, Green, Pink, Yellow, White, and Black. This comes from HG Hylia um, Rich, in the comments. Are, there, are, are
3: any of these characters in Smash Brothers.
1: Oh, man. I totally know that whole – I have no idea. <laughs> He has not started yet. <laughs> but uh, – so, um, Mm. Curfew says he would hate to see Pac-Man in Smash Bros, which came up last week, and he and he put ducks right afterwards. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, like, from Duck-On,
2: the ducks, of course. Oh, maybe. Unless he's not. these are the famous uh, Star Wars I would love to see the dog.
4: <laughs> someone, I saw someone say not the dog. I would love to see the dog. He Playable? only stands in the background, like the Pokemon trainer, <laughs> yeah. snickers at you, and the birds dive bomb you. <laughs>
3: hey, I like that. I that, would like be, that, that would be
4: amazing. That'd be <laughs> a good
3: like Smash Smash move or something. Yeah, like your
4: that. your final Smash is tapping on yep. the gamepad to like shoot, like you're using the light gun, and if you tag them, then they. Whatever.
3: That'd be really
2: cool, actually. Whatever. Okay,
1: uh, <laughs> Any more that people didn't want? So, the last one I'll read, because, you know, we want to move on, um, is I never want to see Waluigi to be playable in Smash. Uh, he's an assist trophy currently, and that's fine, but he says never playable. I've never liked Waluigi. I think really? Waluigi. I think Wario was the extent of that joke. I feel like Waluigi was a tacked on afterthought um, that has somehow still become it, a thing. I, I always
3: it, wanted there to be like a Wa Peach named Biatch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fun and Nintendo rich. That would be amazing, right? Yeah, she's just
3: real mean and she's got like well,
2: tattoos. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason why Luigi, exists, is because it's a play on words, right? In Japanese, mm-hmm. Wadui means bad, and they they probably said they're like Wadui. Gee. And then they they had to do the character just because it, it just happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just so glad I, I broke
3: Rich right there. <laughs> That's you an fired amazing start.
2: Either that or,
3: like, in a year it's going to be in a game and I'm going to be, like, at your door in the rain <laughs> screaming at you. Rich! Answer for this. You stole biatch from me. Uh, no comment.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Princess biatch. That's amazing. That's good. Oh,
4: oh
1: This is goodness. definitely going to be our video segment of the week. That's why you Rem- had me on. Jose, remember how I said it? Was not sticky? <laughs> yeah you're still here wait um, but I do want you to stick around because we do want to get to something very specific uh, about you but really quickly I mean has everyone answered this question here what's a character you don't want to see I, I feel like Pear have you Toad's, you have a suggestion Toad's
3: good I think Pear's suggestion for Toad is good yeah um
2: Oh, no. I don't haven't, know I haven't thought about it much I mean like I, I just love any time that they bring back a series that we haven't seen for a long time like a character from Advance Wars or yeah. Little little Mac or someone like that or the Wii I love Fit trainer. that. Trainer everyone even,
3: wanted that to happen e- oh,
2: even though no but even though you think about it it's like those are not amazing characters like Little Mac is not an amazing character right but yeah. it's just cool because you you connect that, n- that nostalgia with the game that he's from and that's why I think you can, you can put all sorts of Nintendo characters in there that are lame and it's going to be cool and that's how mm-hmm. We Fit Trainer that's it's, it's a great joke It is a great that character joke. appear, and I mm-hmm. bet it's gonna be really fun to play. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. folks were really cynical about it, and I feel
1: like no, that, I that's a perfect
2: so idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's
3: that's what Smash Brothers can do though. I mean, they can just take a character like that and make it and like yeah. a year or two from now, you'll be like, Oh, that's my favorite character. Imagine you get Dr. Kawashima, he's like typing numbers <laughs> and like, Oh, his flying head yeah. comes yeah. in? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that devil head mode? Yeah. There you go. Um I don't want to see any of the Kongs outside of Donkey or Diddy. I think most of the Kongs are terrible. Those are really no bad. No Dixie Kong, no Dixie, Trixie, they're all terrible. Okay. Like I,
2: Lanky, he's the worst. Who, what's Langa thing? Is that Lanky Kong? That's Lanky. He's At least really he cool. walks. Funky's cool.
3: cool, but I mean, Funky, like, fun- Funky Kong can't even exist nowadays. I mean, Funky Kong was such a 90s Kong. Like, if you brought Funky Kong out now... Nothing's even funky. No oh, hey, hey, 90s are like,
4: retro, man. They can, that's yeah, but imagine back. Funky Kong now. He's like. You're just going to see some Lisa Frank pencils all over I again <laughs> any day now. Just neon all up and everything. Funky
3: Kong comes out now and he's like, You want to fly my airline? He's got sunglasses and the backwards thing. That's no, the no. whole I guess, feel like that's
4: Jesse Pinkman from
2: Breaking Bad. Like, it just, it's right there. I feel, like, I feel like Funky wouldn't fight anymore. You know, he's nah, done he's all too. that in the past. You know, he has a really dirty nah. past, right? Like, mm-hmm. It's pot mostly was, uh, pot usage, oh, yeah, I
3: feel. It was a lot. Sorry there's a drug <laughs> reference yeah. Yeah. like that's yeah. never happened in a Nintendo game
2: Sex, before have you played what else have you
1: played Yoshi's Island Yeah, that has a drug reference that's oh God, pretty the, the yeah. touch dizzy get fuzzy yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah or I may have that backwards I think right. I think
3: <laughs> I think Funky Kong was getting fuzzy for like 30 years and nowadays
2: yeah. he's just like hey man, man I'm done he'll be in a Trophy he'll come in yeah. and give you like a little airplane he
3: goes to like Willie Nelson concerts now yep. and that's he just comes excited. out sits Willie in a rocking chair
2: watches the fight and then just leaves yeah
3: exactly and he's like I don't even get why they're fighting man and then he leaves. That's it. All that right. was a just a breathing noise he did there. Uh,
1: Rich, do you have a, a well? Pear, Wait, do you have another suggestion on to, uh, outside of Toad or? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah,
2: no. I'm, yeah. look, no, I, I, I think I'm happy to have good. any franchise included, but I, I agree. I don't want to see the other Kongs. I really didn't like them in Donkey Kong sixty four mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the and some worst. of the other games yeah. the worst. either. So, mm-hmm. um, so Rich, yeah. can you answer this question?
4: I, mean, I don't know. I mean. Any time I've ever thought there was a character that wasn't really going to work in the series, it somehow proved me wrong, and mm-hmm. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Now whether I'll play with that character or not's a different question. Like I never really play with Game and Watch, but when they revealed Game and Watch, I'm like, what is this? This yeah. is weird. It's and brilliant, then, it's, though. and then it somehow works. You know, yeah. I mean, I actually have this feeling that We Fit Trainer is going to turn, uh, become very good. Yep. yeah. She looks like she has a very. It'll actually. She will probably be. A character that like more traditionalist like fighting game fans use because she look she's kind of more proportioned like a regular fighting game character you know mm-hmm. she you looks know, like she, a human being she's not a tiny fox with a little gun that's like run, zipping all around <laughs> and shooting at people she yeah. like it just does normal like fighting moves but like yoga style.
2: and you never know how the characters are balanced either yeah. right like when when Jigglypuff was first added mm-hmm. there were a lot of guys who said I'll never play as Jigglypuff right like pink singing thing and then they're like oh my god it's really powerful right yep, like yep. Uh, and then it became a favorite of of competitive players. Oh, yeah. A while, right? Just because of the balancing. So. Yeah, Jigglypuff was a finalist in this year's Smash Brothers. Oh yeah,
1: always. Yeah, always. Yeah, it was
3: close. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh, we're done with that. Let's move on uh, to talk a little bit more about Rich. Rich, you have oh, been hell. with IGN for eight years, if I if I heard correctly. I didn't realize uh, that. So
4: insane. it's about nine since I first started doing any sort of work in writing.
1: So um, let, let's let's travel through time with you. Start us okay. back the year you started, and what were you okay. doing here? You know, what, and Pear, did you know him at yeah, the time? Yeah, I think we're we're the okay. only
2: two people in the San Francisco office who've worked in the LA office and yes. in the San Francisco office, right?
4: Pretty sure. Yeah. So Pear didn't know me when I first started. So I think, if I recall correctly, I first started doing stuff in like 2004 for Hillary. Goldstein. Um, he basically. So I remember. Her. I yeah. <laughs> um, former EIC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so basically, back then, I was in college and trying not my best not to do any work, and I would be on the IGN message boards. Hill gets on to the comics board and says. I'm starting the comics channel. I need some help, I need some writers, I need some ideas on how we do this for IGN's audience, not just like a very specific comic book audience. So I helped them come up with actually the rating scale back in the day and helped them kind of come up with sort of ideas for features and things like that. And he slowly started recruiting me to write about just the worst comic books imaginable, like just the just the junk. You talk know, about, talk about come yeah. on,
1: give me give me a title, give me a title. Oh, I, don't,
4: I honestly cannot remember because I would just try and forget them. You know, honestly, <laughs> like they were just things that I didn't really want to read. I would I would write whatever I needed to write about them. And back then, um, in the less governed days of IGN, I didn't make any money. Oh wow! <laughs> and I just got some trade paperbacks for for compensation or whatever um, but I didn't care because I was in college and I didn't care like I was sure. I had so a, just
2: kind of volunteer almost yeah, what is like volunteer. blogging or yeah, wiki exactly
4: yeah 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 but yeah. less structured back then because it was yeah. the wild west of IGN um, maybe not quite the wild west but slightly slightly more formal than the wild west of Pear days but uh, um, so yeah so I did that and uh, I worked at a Chinese food restaurant on the weekends and uh, went to college during the days so that happened and then I was supposed to be an intern at Marvel Studios uh, back about 10 years ago, and everything was done and signed and good to go. My internship got delayed for a few months. The guy who was in charge of it left, and a new guy got put in, and they yanked the internship from me because of IGN, because I was writing about comic books for IGN, uh, at the last second too. So basically, I had not enrolled in any classes for my final semester of college to do my internship so that I could graduate. And suddenly, I had no internship. Um, Wait, they yanked it because you were writing? They were like worried they, because they're very secretive. And they uh, were worried that I, I was going to go running and telling IGN people. And as I recall, I wasn't actually making any money from IGN. So I was like, I have no problem stopping to write for IGN if I need to do this internship. And they said, no, nope, still can't do it. So I'm stuck without an internship. Mind you, a few months earlier, I had been talking to Hill. Like, can we do internships? Can I do an internship for you? And he said, no. But IGN has this funny history of not doing internships and then doing them. I mentioned to Hill that I got completely screwed out of this internship. Real funny. And Hill replies and goes, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, Hill, I remember this to this day, he goes, well, why aren't you interning for me? Which I had no idea was possible. So suddenly I'm IGN's intern for several months. In the Um, LA office. Yeah. Well, they, because I lived, I lived about two hours to the east of LA. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would very rarely come in just, just here and there. Um, I'll, I'll, I remember distinctly three things about that. First was meeting Hill in this lobby with this yellow hideous building. Um, with, there's no receptionist or anything. It's just this weird lobby with some plants. Hill had no idea where he was because he had never been there. So we both like stumbling into the lobby going, "Uh, hi, what is this? We go upstairs. First person we meet is Pear. Now, mind you, I had been reading Pear's work for oh, four. What like fifty years or something by this point because yeah. wow. he's ancient. But if you'd
3: um, uh, gone with the wind when it was oh, like exactly there.
4: exactly it <laughs> exactly. wasn't even
2: finished. Either. But
4: uh, <laughs> this is really weird because it's kind of it's weird because we when people meet us now and they're like wow it's rich or it's Brian or it's Jose and things like that it's weird to us. I mean it's still weird to me at least. I just, yeah. I, I find it very weird. It was weird for me to meet Pear. Because I was just like, "Oh
3: my God, it's Pear! That's amazing. I know." It was the same way. I, when I met Pear, I had known. I'd, I mean, I'd read his original reviews. I grew up reading IGN sixty four, and yeah. I had seen those those pictures of him with the what, what are they called the. The reaction guys. The thing? reaction yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And I was that's like when I when Japan. I got the when I got the job I, w- I started telling people like, the reaction that's guys. That's my boss now. The reaction guys. My boss was really crazy. And I I geeked out when I met Fran. Yeah. And he I was didn't like he I was like Fran. I'm two years older <laughs> than you and I was like yeah but still I mean I grew yeah, yeah. up reading your stuff like I'm yeah friend. I hear what you're saying but yeah yeah
2: well I agree with you to a certain extent
4: yeah. I <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> So, yeah, so I uh, met Pear. Everyone else, I think, was at lunch or something. So it was, like, a few hours before I met Cassa Messina and and (laughs) Bozon. Yeah, you were just wandering around. Like, I I think you were wondering where everybody was because you were doing your – Remember how you used to do, like, a little lap through the Culver City office? I'm not sure if you were, like, looking for somebody or you were just getting exercise
2: or what. No, that's my way to check whether (laughs) people are working.
4: (laughs) Our old office was just basically a a loop. Uh, And and, and back then, barely anybody worked out of there. It was you, Chris Carl, Stephen Horn – Casa, Boson, maybe a TV Justin guy, Justin Kaler, yeah, very few oh, people. Maybe, Jerry Block, uh,
2: maybe what's his what's his face from uh, who's uh, doing indie development now. um Tyrone Rodriguez. No, no. He t- wasn't there anymore.
4: No, and it was t- Justin already. It was yeah. very, very few people, very few salespeople, uh, mostly empty cubicles. And I remember Hill putting me in the cubicle basically farthest from all the editors. And it was these like giant white walls. It's not even like our tradition, like what we have now where they're low walls where you can see everybody and talk to everybody. So this is, like giant white fortress around me. And everyone <laughs> forgot I worked back there oh
2: i know that room yeah, yeah remember oh, yeah. That? that was that, that yeah. was a, supposed to be like some storage yeah i was like
4: exile basically <laughs> so then i just stopped coming in <laughs> to the office i would just do my internship from home and nobody knew the difference because i was either in this like little walled off area or i was at home but it was honestly a commute thing um so i did that for a while um and then i graduated college and then within six months they brought me on full-time to be comics
2: and then you did comics for a while, and comics was an odd channel for us because, yeah. you know, like in the days of trying to really monetize your website, right? Like, remember this, like, the ad market was drying up and everything, and so you have to really think hard about what channels you were running on IGN, right? Mm-hmm. We used to have, like, a male lifestyle channel where somebody did french fries reviews. Like, they went to, like, <laughs> ten Burger King and McDonald's, and, like, they compared all the french fries, and <laughs> McDonald's always won, but. um, And then, then we had Sci-Fi with a channel that was basically all, like, b- Boobs and Dragons and, and yeah. Buffy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, back then we had a little bit of everything. Music yeah. and cars, and, like, yeah. some of those channels, just, they were just, just an expense and even though we liked doing them Mm -hmm. we couldn't couldn't make enough money to run the site and comics was weird because we looked at the channel we had wrestling too we were like oh there's no way to ever make money from comics and Hill was just so passionate about it that we just said, okay, if this is like a passion plan, it's a channel that we have people really love the subject matter, let's like start slowly, do some stuff, and see how it fares, and let's forget about monetization on that front end. Yeah. So we did that channel. We still have that channel. Yeah. And like, I mean, full disclosure, of all the channels we run, comics is one that doesn't really make any direct money, right? Yeah. It's like, it's great because users come to our site to read this content, and they stay for other content, but comics is like notoriously difficult to monetize. Yeah. But- I'm I'm glad we did it. I think it's awesome. I would have never done it on my own.
4: Yeah, there's a larger ripple effect, I think, with comics. It's sort of this weird thing where it is on its own, this very small industry, but then Mm -hmm. it has such vast implications for movies and now TV and games. So you kinda have this overlap and while the direct audience for say the comic book reviews isn't huge, you are serving something that kind of ripples out into this larger effect. So yeah, so yeah. I ran that for and quite, quite remember, a while. But remember, this yeah.
2: is also before the Dark Knight. And yeah. Before the Spider Man Yeah, When I started it was that. Iron yeah. Man
4: hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. Marvel Studios hadn't made its giant play. Yep. Uh, you know, it was uh, let's see, so two thousand four, two thousand five. That's Blade like two. That's like yeah. Uh, one or two Ooh. of the
1: Spider-Man movies like had come out. Yeah, um, before Spider-Man 3, for sure.
2: Before mm-hmm. Spider-Man yeah. 3.
4: I remember being there for Spider-Man 3 and not understanding what I was supposed to think about it. Like, <laughs> I liked it one day, and then I didn't like it the next day, and I just really didn't know what think. I think the next think. day was
2: the right day. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that movie was garbage. Um,
4: yeah, I just... I liked, I still to this day. I like, love the, rate,
2: the Brian Altano <laughs> and Midge Dyer rating scale of awesome and garbage. Oh no,
3: I am not nearly <laughs> that, <laughs> that, is,
4: that Altano. Altano just brings that's like, garbage to right? New York <laughs> realism to the to the, to the to the world. Well,
3: I mean, okay, you guys want to be California and beat around it. Well, one day, you know, the guy from that 70s show was a good Venom, and the next day he wasn't. No, that, he was always bad. No, he was movie always a bad Venom. That was always a bad movie.
2: Sandman was cool, though. Yeah, that was See, happened. that's the thing is like about
4: half of that movie is pretty yeah. cool. And then there's this point where it just loses its mind and kind of veers off and you're just like – becomes hey, a
2: musical for a sec. Yeah, like,
4: well, you're yeah. just like, what, what <laughs> happened to the movie? Like yeah. I was watching something that I was enjoying and then I don't know where you went. So, they already okay. had your money by then. So um, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I don't they're, care. They're, they're, um,
4: but yeah, I was there in, during um, The Dark Knight and all that sort of craze. Um, so yeah, so I did that. I rem- I'll never forget actually the first official work email I got uh, was from Pear. Uh, mocking my name and asking why I don't wear a monocle top hat and swing around a cane and say I think, I think in there he goes uh, he probably says chip chip cheerio ah, and, how do you remember it, that? Was, uh, I think I still have it actually. Because um, he's rich so, George exactly oh, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. so right about there you start to understand where you your work you know you're like oh I <laughs> see this is my boss's boss's at that time it was my boss's boss's boss and you go, I understand what I'm working at. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know? I was trying to make him feel comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. Know? He, so, he's pro- he probably got teased about having two first names all his life. <laughs> or three. <laughs> uh,
4: my, my high school physics teacher called me Lord George. Because he comes up with a nickname for everybody. No, that's and pretty so good. it was Lord like George. Yeah.
1: So, so then at some point in this career, you're handed the baton to Nintendo.
4: Yeah, that was really weird. because So I did comics for a while. And then comics... Comics sort of go up and down depending on the storylines and whatnot. And at a certain point, I sort of felt like I'd done everything that I could in comics. Um, It's not – I mean, you would never know this except for the people – Myself and a couple other PR people that know this within the comic book industry, but IGN was actually the first to really push video for comics um, and it was some, something that myself and uh, some folks at Marvel and DC sort of brainstormed is how we do this and we spent a lot of money doing it um, and now it's a lot cheaper. Sorry, Perry, we spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but we did some really – At least you
3: guys invented something, pair. Yeah. I don't know if we used it <laughs> Yeah, way anymore, to go. But we <laughs> at did least, some cool stuff and handed it off. At least off I-G Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but back then, nobody really knew how to do it. You know, comic books, you'd get a picture of a page of a comic book, and that was it. And so we figured out kind of how to do that in a video form um, to the point where – Within a year after that, DC and Marvel were trying to do those things on various DVD releases and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, I remember going down to Konami to cover the X Men video game because I happened to be down there and they needed somebody to do that. Which X Men video game? We're talking about uh, the, arcade game, the arcade oh, game. Oh, the
1: arcade game. Got it. Okay.
4: Um, and I had done some related stuff on some like <clears throat> Marvel Ultimate Alliance where we do character profiles and um, on bosses and playable characters and whatever. And I remember telling Hill that I really. Shortly after, I was like, man, I really enjoyed covering that game. I'd be happy to do more game stuff if you ever need it. And he said, I have this idea for you. Um, And it it was sort of this really crazy gamble on his part because I had never covered Nintendo for IGN. But he knew that, you know, Nintendo tends to do less releases... But that focus on this like legacy and franchise, this like rich history. So when you aren't you get it, yeah, I, I, they're they're all turning towards each other, looking at each like
3: we all connected. We all connected. Yeah, right there yeah. For mm-hmm. just a moment.
4: Yeah. Um, but you know, one of the things you have to be able to do for <laughs> Nintendo stuff is embrace that and really focus on sort of the legacy of these games, just like you would in a comic book. You know, for comic books because you can't talk about a lot of indie comic books because nobody cares. IGN audience won't care anyway. So, anyway, that's sort of how he outlined it to me. and um...
2: Yeah, and it became kind of about, like, it, it felt right because it was franchise care. Right? Yeah. Like, you basically, you were looking at a release calendar that was pretty empty at times, but you said, sure. hey, there's this, this incredible interest in these mega franchises like yeah. Zelda, Metroid, and Mario, and, like, yeah. what can I do that is akin to kind of, like, the comic book mm-hmm. feature writing and connecting the dots? And I think that worked out really well.
4: Yeah, and the, the funny part was when... I got brought in that was sort of the mandate is create a lot of, you know, the few releases that there are. Yeah. Um, and that's not even an insult that's just, you know, th- that's, that's real, fact. it's realistic, it's you yeah. know. Yeah. Quality yeah. over um, quantity. Yep. So that's right. I remember that f- the that year though, I think it was Zelda's 25th anniversary and Audrey and I went cr- to town on yep. the features, yep. and I remember at one point they're like, "You're producing too many Zelda yeah. features," and yep. I'm like, "Well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you told me to well, do." Well, I was so running I features at the
3: time, and <laughs> yep. you guys would put stuff out, and then after a while, I was just like, "You know what? I'm not even gonna bother them anymore. They're just they're doing this. Their fans are liking it, and that's fine." I mean, it
4: was it was weird because it, like. uh I mean, I had been do. I was around in 2010 for Nintendo stuff too, but 2011 was the big year with Skyward Sword. It was the 25th anniversary. It was also Ocarina of Time 3D and all these things, and that was what we had to work with. So we did it. Um, and then the Audrey and Rich team is sort of a funny story too, because Audrey was never officially Team Nintendo when she started, um, but I knew she liked Nintendo things, and I needed help doing Nintendo things, especially because she knew franchises that I didn't, vice yeah. versa, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So I would just go over to her desk and be like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm working on some review of something or other. I'd be like, I've got a feature idea for you. And she just, as she, <laughs> she sort of would drop other things to just keep doing like the feature stuff that she needed to do for me which i think got her in a little bit of trouble but you know whatever and then eventually someone said you know they should probably just be the official team and yeah there you go
2: so. yeah i mean the if you think back like when, when we were running the nintendo coverage the teams were much more kind of structured right it yeah. was like there was a nintendo team there was a playstation team there was a you know a, 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 whatever what did we have at Xbox. the time we had we had one game boy guy you know okay. Well, we launched the pocket channel exactly oh, had realize. neo geo pocket coverage yeah. too and and some wonder swan mm-hmm. on there too yeah, yeah. no engage uh, we did. We for did add Engage for a couple um, of days. We, we, we did. Like wasn't in the, the history of
4: IGN, there's been a channel for almost everything here's day, a weird yeah. thing like the there's an, a Dreamcast the, channel.
2: The Engage was a terrible machine. The games were actually pretty good. It's just that mm. they were hampered by the controls and everything. No, anyway, tangent. No, no. There there's there were some talented developers making games on a horrible piece of Okay, because
3: there was a Sonic the Hedgehog game where you couldn't see 5 feet in front of you
2: because <laughs> it was a vertical screen. That, that was not one of the examples that no, came to it mind. Wasn't. But um It was great for phone calls. But so so we had this really structured approach where it's like nobody would ever second guess you as the Nintendo editor for writing a weekly Zelda feature. Right? Yeah. We did like Hyrule Times yeah. like every week and so once we started to connect the, connect the dots and have a features editor like you Brian you know that's when when you're thinking it's like oh sh- she's writing another Zelda feature but we really need to write this thing on Grand yeah. Theft Auto over yeah. here right like yeah. that's when you run into some of those challenges and like of course from a fan's perspective you just want more of what you love right and you don't see all that behind the scenes. Yeah it's, and...
3: it's very weird because a lot of people come to just the IG Nintendo pages, right? And they don't care that it, that Rich or Audrey would be writing something about Grand Theft Auto. They yeah. want to see Rich and Audrey do stuff about Nintendo. And, yeah, you know. yeah. And I
4: think we managed to like kind of respark like yeah. a lot of Nintendo sort of passion within IGN, which was cool. Um, it was actually it was actually funny because um, I was around when Messina and Bozon were running IGN Nintendo stuff, and I was around. I actually remember distinctly coming in to work the day that Nintendo named Wii. Wii. I remember that press release coming out. I remember coming up the elevator, going, "Well, this is going to be a day." And I, I, I seem—I I vaguely recall, and this might be slightly exaggerated <laughs> Pear, Matt and Boson just running around in circles in the office, like not sure what to do with themselves, yeah. and just <laughs> laughing and throwing papers up in the air. Because back then, when they did that, nobody like. A, we all thought it was going to be called Revolution or something, mm-hmm. which had that kind of cool. yeah, that edgy thing, <laughs> and, and I think everyone, you know, the core Nintendo audience had fully embraced that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it gets called Wii, and now it's you know sure. Okay. Used to it, but back then we were just like, "What?" It was you know? such a shock. I mean, yeah. I do
2: remember like they announced the name. We we're just like looking at each other, going like, "There must be some mistake." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna name it. We please. Why did not it have right? the
3: name like, game or play or a, yeah. a shape of a box? Cubes in it. and boxes, yeah, exactly. And stations. The and, yeah. box
2: station game. Cu- and then after, yeah. you know, after <laughs> thinking about it, and now, of course, you know, we was, is inherently a funny word. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have kids now, so it's doubly funny now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Especially sp- if you double the word. They still make, yeah, that's right. But um, it's it just, uh, yeah, we were we were really shocked, and there was yeah. just a lot of laughing going on the entire yeah. time. And then after a couple of hours, you're like, you know what? Mega Drive
4: Yeah. There have been some
2: PlayStation, Dreamcast, Dreamcast. the Xbox. The Xbox
3: is the worst name of anything (laughs) in history. That reeks of like 45 year old. Upper middle class white people sitting uh, around going, "How do we get these teens to play?" Make it extreme. So I always,
2: extreme, the I always Xbox. think exactly. Yeah. I always think of Xbox as like the Poochie, yeah. you know. Of the like, Simpsons, you know it's, uh, it's like it's, Xbox
3: got a skateboard under yes, its arm. Totally. And, it's so you know. corny in the backwards. Yeah. It looks like
2: Funky Kong. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Tom
3: plays the Xbox,
2: but uh, but then you know, after Full a couple circle. of hours, we said. All these names are kind of stupid, and I bet, like, in two years, you're not even going to bat an eye when you hear the name. And sure enough, now we is just an well, accepted name. And that was right? before it,
4: like – It's just
2: still not a good one.
4: It, that's why it just blew up, though, right? <laughs> yeah, like of course. that was before. Well, actually, there was – I mean, sorry, that was before it blew up. So everyone was mm. just going, why would you do this? Why would you do this? And yeah. it just all worked. I remember – but that was the weird thing is, is, like, even though I was doing comics and had my own sort of thing – I would always so – we had uh, – the old office then was sort of an oval, but there was this sort of like divided off area where some of the TV guys uh, like Eric Goldman and Dan Iverson and – uh can't remember who else in the back in the day, but uh, a few of those guys plus uh, – Casa and Boson sat and I would always just you know when I had a a few minutes go wander over to see whatever they were doing Um, so I remember playing Smash Brothers the Japanese version to death with them on Brawl to the point where when Brawl came out in the states I was a little tired of it because there was about a like four or five month gap and I remember my roommate at the time was super stoked that Brawl came out and I was like that's cool He's like, oh, shit, can I just, I'll play the subspace emissary thing and I'll unlock all the characters. I'm like, yes, you may. <laughs> like, yes, you may. Don't make
2: me play that yeah, again. He got really angry uh, with me
4: later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we we would play all these games and they would always sort of share with me what was going on. I just thought it was so cool. I mean, that was why I read IGN back in the day was because sort of my Nintendo love. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up at Nintendo. And so... It was sort of always in the back of my head. Um, I never ever, I, there's a goodbye blog that you guys will see probably before you listen to this, but um, never in my wildest dreams did I ever try to work at IGN. I never, I never, that never entered my mind. When I was in high school, I thought it was cool, and I'd print out the articles and I'd read them while I was walking to class. I was at a boarding school, so what else are you going to do? Um, and uh, I always thought that was cool, and I would l- check out their silly little webcams. It was like going oh to oh my Jurassic- god, the it spy was like, cams. Yeah, it was like going to Jurassic Park though, because you'd look at the cams and nobody was ever there. And then when it, <laughs> I think I saw one time like Matt or Fran being there,
2: mind you. So so like it's like looking for your white whale, right? Yeah. right?
4: You're like, where where?
2: Oh man, we what actually if, what if staged I see them? stuff. We staged murders on camera. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, really? Yeah, we had like little we move like one item around every day just to see, it, just mess with people, see if they notice. Where well, they come up on the boards. You know, or you right? never see you guys. and then, but It's because th- people got so annoyed they turned yeah. the cameras away because they would be like th- these hardcore groupie users out there would be like, you just moved on camera. You know, you're like, ah. <laughs> but it was, it was so novel back then because now we do live
4: streams yeah, and course. these things. But then it was just right. like, but the, the funny but we part. We were writing. It was I the know. most boring well, television you could watch. <laughs> but that's
2: the funny thing is
4: on the one time I think I did see one of you guys there. You guys are just serious like, you know, and yeah. nothing's happening at no. all. because well, like,
2: that's
3: that's most of this job, and it's most yeah. of most jobs yeah. now It's just emails. Well, it was and yeah,
4: and they the had an angle where it was just Excel. pointed yeah. at them working at their computer, and you're just like oh yeah, oh I expected something more.
2: But you know what, you you say that, but just we, we had a bunch of visitors in the office today for the up at noon screening, right? So I have these these three kids who asked me if they could take a tour of IGN. Mm. I know I know their parents. I'm like yeah, sure, come in on this day. We're gonna do up at noon. They they walked out here thinking this is freaking like well, yeah. Eden, right? Like because mm-hmm. it wasn't just people sitting around and typing. This is what when you go home, that's what you think back at. Like, no, that's when what I go home, did, I right? write the script. No, but but <laughs> that we did today. <laughs> no, but you but you think back on it and that's all you did. But really, what you did is like there were people playing Splinter Cell. Were oh like, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. interviewing the voice of freaking you know a, a, a Ninja, Ninja Turtle, right? And Raphael, like and 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 having a, a generally good time. And then no, awesome. so, it was awesome. Right. So. It it is – there's a a lot of fun going on, but if you just put a webcam on somebody's desk, that's not going to be – Let's
1: never bring back the webcams,
2: (laughs) Uh, please.
4: But yeah, I mean I never tried to work here. I, uh, I majored in business. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Pear's yeah. mocking me again. Yeah, <laughs> um, His monocle just fell out. Top <laughs> even. But no, I mean, like, I never sat there going, oh, I should major in journalism. I-, I never did the <laughs> – poor Greg. I never did the Greg thing where I majored in journalism and then applied to IGN 14 times. Yeah. Mm. I – I have the craziest, one of the luckiest sort of success stories in an era that doesn't exist anymore now. You have to be good on video and you have to do all these things. And yeah we would it. never have a rich oh, <laughs> terrible, oh, terrible on I now. mean, this is the funny thing is it's like just I, I happen to be on a message board. I happened to have graduated college at the right time when comics need an editor. I happened to ask the EIC of the site if I could write about games a little more. That never happens now. Yeah. if someone yeah. randomly messages Steve, going, "Hey, can I write
2: about games a little more?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Get in
4: line, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. lot. <laughs> you know, I mean,
2: but what's funny is, is you know, I think to me, you're you're one of the prime examples of people where you know where you can see how somebody can also grow over the years right yeah. like when we when we first talked about you doing Nintendo I was you know I was like oh yeah I like the guy great feature ideas just um, you know on camera like he seems, well, he seems like he'd be really there. bland yeah. no offense yeah. Rich but I thought he'd I be you, really low-key and Rich was always like yeah 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 yeah, what's going on right well I think it's also and then yeah. and then like it took it took you a while right yeah, like yeah, the first videos oh, all of our videos really yeah. sucked you I mean you're more of a natural Brian I'd say and Greg was always a natural but there are a lot lot of people who are, who, who are writers right now, oh, I was absolutely
3: terrible the first probably really? hundred times we go mean, wa-
2: I mean go watch the first episodes of up at noon we're awful video
3: yeah.
4: audio it's hard and I mean the, the weird thing is is like we all is, now we expect people to come into this job knowing all these things or yeah. having mastered them but like back then it was like what, video? Yeah. What, what we didn't is ex- this? We
2: didn't expect it. We expect it now. But now also people have a wonderful tool called YouTube, right? Yeah. They can record themselves, there's... put themselves out there, grow a thick skin because well, you're yeah. going to need it.
1: No, there's yeah. so much democratized software. There's yeah. social networks. There's Twitter. There are kids who have like 20,000 followers who are like probably yeah. applying for IGN. In
2: some instances, like they build up audiences. There's a kid applying find... with 20,000 followers. I'd say he's got a leg up. <laughs> All right. yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, That's honestly, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of YouTubers have broken through aren't even thinking about taking a step into kind kind of more of a writing, mixed writing and video. I sure. mean, or, or, you know, like we don't get that many YouTubers who are established applying because they they have a great life already, right? They, yeah. they have a successful story. But yeah. yeah, that stuff is so important. And like, but I feel with you, like you you brought all that feature writing and kind of knowledge of franchises to the table. And then you developed your on-screen persona and mm-hmm. all that over time. And, 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 and it turned out when well. You
4: have to sort of like, I mean, the, the same quality that applies to whoever applies now, because that's like the one question we get more than anything. It's like, how do I work there? Um, and I've talked to a lot of like people on Twitter who just sort of hang around and are respectful and actually will chat with you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the, the key is you have to be obsessed with this job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to a potentially detrimental degree in some ways because I, I remember Chris Carl, who runs the entertainment division down south, gave me my first review after my first year and told me I was dedicated to an alarming degree because I would sit in the office at 3 a.m. and interview comic book writers. for hours because I wanted to, because I had to, and not, not because someone was making me, no one here ever made me do it because I had to, because if I didn't, then my site would not have the thing I wanted it to have. And so I'd do it. And like, even these days I hire somebody to transcribe the interviews and so I hand them off. Back then I transcribed them all myself by hand. So a three hour interview at 3am turns into five to six hours of transcription transcription on the other side. Um, and I just did it because I had to. And, you know, I paid the price in all sorts of different ways, health yeah. relationships and everything else. But I just did it um, because you love it so much. Like there's there, – there, there was a weird thing is I never set out to be at IGN. I never thought that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um But once I stepped in that world, it was just like, oh my gosh! Like I can't imagine doing anything else.
2: For sure. But now you're going to do it. Now you're you're going to do something else, right? Oh, I mean, it's
4: it's it's one of those things where it's like I. The reason I was obsessed with IGN is because I was obsessed with doing being the best I could be. And I think I've reached. I just turned thirty a little while ago, and now I'm sort of at this point where here you young and. You are way older than all of us. It's fine. You're also the publisher. Shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, you get to a point where you're just, you know, you're starting to think about what's on the horizon. And this was just an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Right. Right. As lucky as I've been in everything with IGN, again, right place, right time, right person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, proposed the idea. And it, it, you know, seemed to go pretty well. Well,
1: I want to, you know, we do have to cut this segment because we have to go into some games impressions. (laughs) But uh, on behalf of readers and all the games are amazing. Well, on behalf of readers and, uh, and on behalf of Monday. Uh, Word and on behalf of listeners uh, thank you yeah thank yeah. you yeah, for Thank you so much Rich for sure yeah, yeah. Rich it was everything. awesome everything. working with you man. Yeah. no it's it really um,
4: it's been an honor and I mean like yeah. it really has like well you'll see the blog I
1: well, my first four much, weeks but. have been a lot easier because of you, because <laughs> I can turn to you and say okay I know how 1UP used to do this but I need to know how IGN would do this sure, and you've sure, been sure. very accommodating yeah.
2: so, and I've got to be honest it's going to be a challenge right like every every time an employer leaves the employee leaves the company it's bittersweet it's I'm really happy for you to get a job, uh, you know, working in a company that, you know, you love their products and, you know, you're you're a person who's always watched gaming PR from the other side yeah. and probably always thought, man, I could do such a better job at it. No <laughs> offense to anybody out there in PR. You know, there's some amazing PR folks out there. But um, I think you're going to do an awesome job and I look forward I think, to, to working with you and bothering the crap out of yep, you. I think yep. it's going to be I fun. Will.
4: I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, I'm... I, I, not any sort of, I mean, it's obvious I'm the outsider coming in, you know, um, the, the, I'm, I'm a, I'm a kid at heart who, you know, whose heart beats for Nintendo, but, um, but I've also watched them from the outside, which is kind of a cool way to come into it because, you know, you, you get to learn how they do things and why they do things. I mean, the thing I've loved the most, uh, in addition to honestly interacting with the readers, because I love that, Um, That was the biggest surprise to me is interacting with the readers is actually the most entertaining part of my day. I just find them they're they're really fun like i growing up i didn't have that you know i didn't have a place to chat with people and just have fun mm-hmm. and to have no, i those... used to
3: send so many letters to nintendo power and never I, back.
4: oh <laughs> and i got a fran printed one of my letters in one of the mail bags one day it was about a wrestling game of course because mm-hmm. it's me and i i remember telling my friend i'm like fran printed my letter in one of the things that's uh-huh. so cool and yeah, then yeah. i met fran i was like yeah. oh but um i mean yeah it's uh I grew up playing uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 with my grandmother. She had arthritis, but she and I would sit down every time I was over at her house, and we would play Mario Brothers, and she was way better than me, and she would kick my ass. I remember when my dad first brought in into NES, I remember getting grounded by my parents because my friend got Mega Man 4, and I wanted to skip hanging out with another friend because I wanted to go play Mega Man 4. Um, I mean, I remember you know I, I had a Genesis, but my friend across the street had an SNES, so I basically just lived at his house.
2: Okay. Um, you didn't come over and play your Genesis?
4: Uh, you know, I did. Oh, honestly, the only game I really remember from Genesis was General Chaos. That game was rad. That's I don't know if you guys ever played that game. It was a so Blue Hedgehog. So, too. very quickly for you, office, La- last right?
1: question for you before no. we move on, and I know you got to go. Yeah. Um, what's under the hat? Nothing.
4: Nothing? No, it's like. Um, I've it's never
1: like, seen you without a hat on your head. It's like. You know what's funny is colorful.
4: Goldfarb has gone on trips with me. Like plenty of editors have gone on trips with me, and I, it must be like a superhero power because you have to like take off your cap, take off your shoes, blah 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 blah. Nobody here can remember what I look like without a hat. And I've been on plenty and it's of. It's going to be
1: weird to me when I see you on the PR side and it's, you do not have a hat on. Maybe
3: it's yeah, like I the gotta, Invisible gotta, like, Man. Butt. He just disappears. It's like I a know. galaxy.
4: Yeah, it like just, it's the just, it's the secret of the world. Yeah. Okay. It's basically.
3: a three and a half foot tall.
2: Purple Mohawk. It is. <laughs> yeah, it totally. just,
3: It's it, kind of like Jerry it's Block like a pop-up day, book with... where it just flares out like violently. Right. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. some, yeah.
2: Somebody today said, today said it doesn't come off. It's a tattoo. Yeah, the whole hat. Yeah, okay.
3: you know.
2: Sure. Which yeah. is uh, really impressive. The back part.
1: Yeah. Well, we're oh,
4: gonna yeah. we're gonna, it's, it's gonna skin. Take, skin. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we're gonna yeah.
2: take a, a quick
1: break and we will be right back with some impressions on the wonderful one hundred and one. Bye, Rich. Bye, Rich. I love I you. Thank you. We are playing a bunch of Wii U games right now. Well, not a bunch, but we're playing with a very specific Wii U game, an eShop demo that showed up last Friday. That was the big surprise during the uh, wonderful 101 Direct, um, which was put on by Nintendo at 7 a.m. on a Friday. Thank you, Nintendo. Uh, But we're all playing that 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 eShop demo. So let's just quickly, you know,
3: trade some impressions. Talk about it. why don't you start, Ryan? So, um, I absolutely love it. And I was uh, I was sort of on the fence about this game for a while. And not really, hmm. like, whether it would be good or bad. But, sort of, like, you know, when you see something, you're like, that could be cool. But I'm not going to watch all the trailers. I'm not going to digest all the screenshots. And I know part of my job is to do all that. But there are some games. Hey.
2: But there are some <laughs> looks games. looks at me all scared. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some
3: games I like to kind of back out of a little bit. And I was just like, ah oh, this is fine. And then I saw the direct. And I was mm-hmm. like, this looks incredible. And yeah. then there were, like, the a demo this afternoon and i was like how do i sneak out of work early yeah and luckily yeah. you d- you had the what was it the european version oh uh, we have a
1: japanese, japanese um version. wii u and i was on uh facetime with a friend in japan going through translations and yeah. setting up no. an account for us yeah. so, so that it, we was, can get it was it. awesome yeah.
3: and all of a sudden it was there and jose was playing it and it wasn't just like a controlled demo it was just like what happens if you do that what happens if you do that and he was showing me all the different characters in the mm. game and i got it I totally – they just clicked with me. Hmm. And then I went home that night and played it, and I started figuring out all uh, the f- different formations you can do to – because you're basically it's a game where you're creating weapons out of armies of people. Yep. So you're like, I'm going to make a sword. Here's 100 guys. If I make this loop here, it will shoot up in the air. I'm going to make a gun. I'm going to turn uh, these guys into a fist. Mm-hmm. And I'd never played anything like that before, and it was really, really cool. So now yeah. I'm just sort of figuring out how to do all the things where you can – you know, really play it like an action game where you chain the fist to punch somebody in the air and turn into a sword to slash them down or okay. shoot them out of the
2: sky. Okay. So
3: I'm getting there, but it's hard.
2: Weird. I See, I had a different experience because I've been watching the videos and I just always thought it, looks, it looked awesome. It just mm-hmm. looked so crazy. I love Beautiful Joe, too, and that whole style. And oh, yeah. The, you know, um, and so I, I love the concept. I was hoping it had a little bit more of a Pikmin element to it, too, like the... Namely, the way you control all these people. There are a lot of people on screen. It's easy to kind of lose track of, of where you are. Like I'm like, wait. I'm going to hand him of the sword. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like you do lose track. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't that impressed with the demo. Don't hate me for this. Yeah, and, sure. and, you know, it could be that the final game just eases you into the controls and kind of like the upgrade structure more. And I, I'm I'm one of those people who loves unlocking stuff, right? Like yeah. I I have no problem with, a, with an underpowered hero in the beginning, whether it's like Skyrim or classic Legend of Zelda style, where like if you take a wrong turn, you're screwed, or like where, you know, you just kind of start slow. And I don't even get annoyed when the game tells me to press A to jump and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, I'm over that, right? W- I just felt like I was thrown in with the demo and and didn't it didn't feel right to me yet. So I'm gonna play it a bunch more and wanna get more impressions on it. But mm-hmm. I was not as I. I thought it looked better than it felt, quite honestly. And there were a couple of areas where I'm like, what am I going to do now? I don't know where to go. And the game didn't do a really good way of kind of like didn't do a good job of telling you what to do. Like, you know, that fire bit when you're when you get to the flaming stuff Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to extend the line of heroes. I still don't know exactly what I can do to do that perfectly. Yeah. Um, sure. you know, like so, I, it no, kind of happened. It kind of happened. I'm like, oh, I guess I got past it.
1: I will I say I, I can see both sides of, of, of your opinions. Where at, When I first played the Wonderful 101 at an appointment we had at Nintendo, I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like there was way too much happening. Um, there are enemies attacking you off screen, which is a constant action game thing. It's, I mean, it's a Ninja Gaiden. It's a thing in Bayonetta. It's something that, <clears throat> hey, joining the program, Marty Sliva. Um, who will Hi, be guys. on the mic in a second. <laughs> wow, Marty, you sound so different. <laughs> That's good. That was a really good impression. Thanks. Yeah. That was a really um, good impression. No, I... I... <laughs> yeah, um, but at We've been s- doing this for an hour. At, yeah. <laughs> You've been here. At the same time, um, we uh, I, I came around finally on the controls and on understanding the flow of combat and how it works. And, sure. and it took a bit, and I feel like the demo does a great job of it does a poor job of teaching you how to maybe do some of these things, but at least once you have played enough times and are used to the chaos and confusion, and you can sort of cancel out that noise and focus, I feel like you can really start then making really great combos, figuring out that, hey, I can activate more than one Unite Morph at a time, which I started getting good at that, and that's really cool. And there's even two hidden characters in in the mission mode of the game. They they hid uh, Wonder Yellow and Wonder Pink, which are the the whip and the hammer.
2: So character. does the so does the game has true progression where you start with only one power, or do you always start with three powers you at the start very with beginning? Three at the okay. story
1: and in missions. but in the mission mode, in the hub area before you actually start the mission, you can yeah. find two hidden characters if you do uh, whatever the move is to gather um, a, a new heroes into your squad. And funny yeah. thing, I didn't realize this because I was looking through. You know how they evaluate you on the screens and they show, uh, you know, like uh, civilians like. Uh, Add it to your team or whatnot. They have a section for enemies recruited, and I was like, you can recruit enemies. So when enemies are beat up and they're growing purple and they're about to explode, if yep. you draw the circle around them, they join your team.
2: Yeah, I figured that. I, I thought that was really cool, even though the game did a really terrible job, at least in the demo. Yeah, they don't again, explain it ex- to no. explaining, and that's yeah. why I'm hoping that the the final game has better progression, teaches you more. So I didn't cancel my pre order. I'm still gonna pick it pick it up on launch day, and I want to play it. I just think the concept is so cool. I just love the visuals and everything, and you know, I want to play it. But I was a little I was a little underwhelmed with the demo
5: yeah I mean uh, in true Kamiya form there is this barrier to entry which is which exists in in Bayonetta and even in Beautiful Joe like you have to put in work to be good at those games um which you know the, the sort of gorgeous cartoony art style of 101 uh doesn't really jive with that. Like, it kind of lulls you into thinking you're going to be in for an easy beat em up, and then it's like, oh crap, I actually yeah. have to, you know, work. <laughs> devote some time to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, and I, I love that's a common thing, very true in all of his games. So that, I think that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for it. Okay. Yeah,
2: I do love just that, first of all, the enemy design is just great. The, there's, I mean, just to have that gacha machine that spits out the, the plastic kind of vending machine balls that you, you see in Japan mm-hmm. all yeah. the time, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just that kind of playfulness is just, I, I love that. And I, I want to keep on playing just to see the, the enemy designs and what happens next. And man, Fat Green Lantern is just awesome. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love Fat Green yeah. Lantern. Yeah, in story
1: mode, he always has food by in his <laughs> yeah. frame, like he's chewing on something. Yeah. Um, really quickly, how are you uh, activating Unite Morphs? I am using the touchscreen. I started out using the right hand analog stick and then I switched over to the touchscreen once I started to understand the flow of combat.
3: Yeah, I think I have yep. to do that cuz I I the when I'm using the analog stick I feel like one out of two times I'm nailing it and the rest I'm like oops and it's not it's natural, natural, or yeah. it's just a sad lasso of fat people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not easy to sort of draw with the, the right analog stick. Even though you think from Okami, we would be kind of trained. Because Okami yeah. had a similar idea, right? Yeah, you yeah, draw sure. a certain pattern,
2: yeah. and it happens. What like, about you, pair? Like all of you guys, I, I've, I've been playing a lot of Pikmin 3 before playing this demo. So I was really used to you know kind of thinking in terms of the right analog stick still, right? Like, I'm actually playing right. it with a Wiimote. But like Pikmin 2 and, and previous games are just fresh in my mind, where you do use the analog stick yep. to make a line of Pikmin so I kind of mm-hmm. got used to doing these line things and then I'm like accidentally activating powers <laughs> yeah. um, but no I'm going to use the touch screen I, I kind of
3: wish the game had like a, a man whistle in it like Pikmin does you <laughs> know, where you could just call all your friends over with a whistle yeah. where
5: I come from man whistle means something different <laughs>
3: <laughs> brings all the boys to the yard yeah okay um, oh. yeah
5: I'm, uh, the one thing that disorientates me every time I have to like draw on the screen is that I take my eyes off the TV put them to the screen yep. and then I'm getting bashed Mm -hmm. and so I I think I'm going to stick with analog stick
3: Okay. okay. Stick with stick. You can always stick hold the screen the up in front of your TV with your Yep that's intuitive. Yeah. That's
2: you know what that's generally that's generally one of the issues with, with this dual screen yeah. setup for the Wii U for, for the 3DS it's not an issue because it's so close. Yeah. But like with Pikmin too, I love the concept of being able to send your troops to different areas, mm-hmm. but like I'm always like, should I put it on my laptop, put it next to me? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's this where does the second screen go? Because I do like playing it with a Wii mode better, right? So yeah. and and the yeah. kids and just have them hold them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, I did. I put my son in charge of like, directing the troops, but then go. that bastard interrupts me all the time. Once like, <laughs> so he figured that, out, you know, he <laughs> can <laughs> touch and
5: okay. find out. Okay. It's okay. ironic that you called your own son a bastard. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's good. So,
1: um. so transitioning here, yeah. <laughs> then let's talk a, a little bit more about Pikmin 3, which is still, how many weeks out of release are we now? It came out on August 4th, so we're about two weeks. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, yep. roughly. Um, are, are we still playing it? Yeah, I'm, I'm still in the, in the middle of myself. it myself. I yeah. didn't finish
3: it, so, I'm, so I'm, like, I'm still kind of pecking away yeah.
1: a little bit. I feel what Pear was just saying, nice. Not really. <laughs> what Per was saying about where do you put the gamepad is is a very sort of relevant thing. I feel like that game is also kind of stretching the limits of your multitasking ability, right? Where yeah. they're like, "Okay, I got the Wii remote pointer. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to pick up the the gamepad and now these, you know, kind of send her over there, him over here. Okay, back to Wii U." And it's like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of bizarre, but I still like that it does that. I don't know. I love multitasking. I I'm really into um StarCraft 2. I don't play it very well, but I'll go through like build orders and watch people like slowly develop strategy and start like they start at one base and then slowly build out from there. Mm-hmm. I love that. So yeah. I, I think that's what this game is doing for me on a on a much slower level. You, you know what? I obviously. wish
2: I wish there was a pip view on the main screen. If there was a picture in picture view of of showing like Alf over losing all freaking water Pikmin because mm-hmm. there's there's some fire enemy like that would be so helpful to me because I'm hearing like. I'm like, no, no, who's dying? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you, you know, get, like, you get that little message every now and then. It's yeah. like,
3: yo, shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: yeah. I wish there was something where I didn't have to look away from the screen. Um, but that said, man, I, I think the game's just really charming. It's cool. I, I finished the main story, beat the last boss. Now I'm going back uh, simply because, like, you know, I just got to see all fruit. Actually, I have all fruit now. The the fruit fruit rendering is amazing. Yeah, it's. I'm addicted to just looking at yeah, 3D yeah. fruit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like the like the pair is all beat up like at the bottom, yeah. We like would start it, you with know, the pair. It's a nasty, it's a nasty pair. Um, no, it just looks really cool. And I know I, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's pronounced pure. Uh,
1: there sure it is. is. Okay,
5: okay. Uh, wow. Marty, are you uh, playing Pikmin 3 yet? Uh, no, I've yet to yet to dive in. Okay. I have to play other games sometimes. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I, I want to. I mean, this is the game I, I bought my Wii U for at launch. because yes. This is the thing I wanted. Um, have you guys put a lot of time in a
2: multiplayer? Like, is that not yet? That's what not what's not next. Right. I want to do the single player, and then I'm gonna. To do yeah, I love mode, so. Pikmin 2's multiplayer it was oh, really yeah. good yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's
5: one of those like kind of forgotten amazing mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. multiplayer yeah. I, I will this one's say really smart. they,
2: yeah. they smartly designed it around the concept that you can't see what your opponent is doing you know yeah, they didn't ignore yeah. that but that said it would be amazing if there was a four player mode where you didn't see what the other person was yeah. doing you know I mean, mm-hmm. that, like just building up an army and you never get the surprise in the split screen sure. mode where like yeah. suddenly it's like oh my god it's a hundred red Pikmin yeah, yeah, and yeah. I only yeah. built one oh, no, defenses you talking. I see you like, grabbing that orange.
5: I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what But happened. there was always like uh, yeah, that's true. Like you could obviously like uh, look at your opponent's screen in uh, Pikmin 2, but there was also a nice like you could rotate your camera and try if you yeah. knew that your buddy is looking at your screen, you can do things to mess him up. Okay. Like even back in like Goldeneye, you could do that. You could oh, you just hide you? against the wall and just sure. go in circles and like people yeah. mm-hmm. like, "What is this guy Put doing?" But the
3: cardboard partition, then you oh, talk geez. about that. They oh, did oh that. In fact, did you do I that? Too? I oh, I did that. Oh, I absolutely did that. We did it in college. We actually did it with four with four-player one time where yeah. we had cardboard down the middle and down the sides and yep. you, people were standing up and then somebody else was underneath <laughs> a blanket. Yeah, That's but crazy. The, but, the
2: good, but still, I mean, the cool thing about split screen, it becomes a factor of the game, right? Like, yeah. if everybody does it, it becomes a factor of the game. So you're like, oh my God, he's stealing my cherry. And like, you're trying to be super sneaky about how you do things because somebody's watching. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping that this one is designed around that concept as well. Um, I have to play more, but the single-player mode is, is short yeah like i i felt felt like when it ended i'm like oh man that was the last boss huh like i was i was disappointed and i just somehow felt the last games were longer like pikmin 2 i remember there were a lot of caves that you could explore it just felt longer overall were the
1: were the last games as replayable though it does feel like this one once you progress further it's about replaying the days and sort of figuring out how do i get all these fruit at least i think that's what it is for myself sure
3: Yeah, I'm I'm taking my sweet time with it. Me too. It's different for me. I mean, the single-player campaign would probably take me 15 to 20 hours. I don't don't think so. I'll I'll replay days, and I'm
2: going and getting every fruit and... okay yeah i think so i i I did not with pikmin 2 i was like no no man left behind no pikmin left behind ever Mm -hmm. like if i lost a couple of pikmin especially purple or white who are harder to come by right you don't have that same concept here like you get you can just make as many as you want of each in in pikmin 3 um i would just kind of reset the game and like call it a night and then replay that night Mm -hmm. Uh, with this one like if i lose like 15 red pikmin i'm like eh it's gonna take me like two minutes to get those back so i did not i didn't not replay it I, I, it still hurts me when i leave a bunch of
3: fic- pikmin behind and i get to see it
2: hurts me too but you know that's I war just, man you know, that's 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 war. it's not it's acceptable losses <laughs> <laughs> <Pear
3: Schneider, Yeah. laughs> IGN. <laughs> okay Fair enough. Uh, I, heard, so, I just heard an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh-huh. All right. And our last game, our,
1: our last game we'll talk about before we uh, adjourn for the day uh, Steam World Dig, which I think only yeah. Brian and I are playing at the moment. So it is an eShop release uh, that you can find. It's out now. Um, it's made by uh, an indie developer. It's a smaller game, but it's actually a very, very good game.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. It's All right. really cool. Um, it's sort of like a Metroidvania Dig Dug. hmm. That a good, that's, that's a, a good way to describe, describe it right? yeah sure because there's sounds a lot of, awesome yeah. yeah that sounds great yeah mm. it's really cool so there's a lot of digging but then you you're not just like hey i'm at the bottom now thanks <laughs> <laughs> which is what dig dug always did like I, okay i no rocks fell on me today yeah, so but rocks like, can fall on <laughs> rocks it's yeah. a violent game though. yeah Dig Dug. yeah but uh it's like that but you can level up and then there's wall jumping and you can update your weapons Ooh, and character yeah. progressions.
1: who yeah. made yeah. it uh, image and form, a smaller developer. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's hopefully it's getting more attention. I, I feel like on Twitter I'm seeing it mentioned more and more every day. Nice. But uh, I. I think people should definitely check this out. Um, yeah, you find uh, upgrades in the environment. You find like a pair of like r- r- b- boot upgrades, for example, that'll let you just boost and jump straight up, so that you can get out of a like a deep area that you dug yourself into a See, deep that's hole. Right. You can go out. yourself into yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, there's a lot of progression based around, as Brian said, you know, kind of rounding up minerals and then taking them in to sell them. And as you sell them, you get experience, which then turns over to new upgrades. So you get new pickaxes. So when you start the game, you're you're digging, and it takes like five hits to to make one single hole Mm -hmm. to get deeper. You get the upgraded pickaxe, you're doing it in like one or two hits. And so they're constantly kind of, and the tunnels that you you dig are permanent. They stay, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really cool. And you uncover other uh, tunnels as well, other hidden areas. It's really cool. Does it have a crafting element or no? Yeah, is this like Terraria?
5: It sounds like Terraria. It sounds like Terraria. There's no crafting
1: element that I've seen, although there are uh, usable items, like one-use items like torches and things like that. And you are sort of timed while you're digging because you have a light source, and that light source has a finite... Uh, Sort of battery, and you have to go back to the surface to recharge it. That sounds stressful. So let's say you've been down there for like five minutes. Yeah, but then you upgrade that, and if you stay down there longer and longer, Um, so it's funny because they start you with sort of a bare bones setup, and then you just build up this uh, this robot from there. Um, And there's a story tied to it too. It's really cool. And visually, how is it? It looks. Sure, I I think it looks great. What do you What do you think visually? I think it's yeah, it's it's cool. It it looks sort of takes place in the um, Wild West. Yeah, Yeah. It's,
3: it's kind of. 16-bitty Super NES, yeah. I guess Steampunk-ish, yeah. cool, sort yeah. of. Yeah, this sounds great.
5: Yeah, yeah. is it uh, Wii U or 3DS? 3DS, 3DS. 3DS. yeah, 3DS okay. eShop. Yeah, nice. it's
1: like nine bucks, but I okay. definitely say there are. Uh, I've, I've, it's one of the better eShop games I've played nice. that mm-hmm. a lot of folks have not talked about. Yeah, okay.
2: The only challenge is a whole bunch of games just came out. Like Plants vs Zombies Two is out, not yep. on Nintendo platforms, unfortunately. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yep. there's a lot to play right now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's a free-to-play example too. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. until until you pay. That's right, until you <laughs> pay. There's there's a there's another yeah. Wii U game coming out though, Splinter Cell. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. looked pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, saw, yeah. I saw you playing it. I'm like, "Wait, it doesn't look like a crappy downgraded port. What's yeah. going on here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when that
1: was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, not anymore. Yeah, it, lo- <laughs> it looks good. Uh, although the cutscenes uh, stutter a bit on Wii U, but outside of that, I watched Ryan play it for, uh, you know,
3: 20, 30 minutes yeah. and it it worked fine. Yeah, I started it last night on Wii U.
2: That's right. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's looks it's good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's Are really you playing? Yeah. Were you playing a disc version or an installed uh, downloaded disc one? Disc version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just so just curious I. about yeah. the cutscene. So it just yeah, has yeah. cutscene stutter when it loads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I
3: don't generally play stuff off the disc on Wii U. I download everything. But yeah. You know, for this one, I borrowed the disc from work, and I'm gonna play through it. Cool. I actually like playing games like that where I can. What? Because I don't Splinter Cell. I just took over my apartment and played Splinter Cell for twenty hours. Yep. and My TV's there. My girlfriend's gonna get mad at me and be like, "Hey, what's the deal with this guy trying to kill people hiding behind this vending machine for three this hours? old guy, right? Yeah, yeah, this old man trying to. What's Pear throw, doing behind that? Throw polar cans <laughs> at people and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but if I'm playing off-screen on my Wii U gamepad, which sounded like a commercial. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was really bad. What a Yeah. Then the TV's freed up to do other stuff, so I can play. So it like works expensive.
2: fully on the yeah on the screen. Yeah, you don't need that little menu that's up nope. usually when you play nope. single player. And, okay, and it's and cool. it's great
3: for stuff like that. And for that reason alone, I wish more games came to Wii U because I yeah. would totally play more games yeah. like that. You know?
2: my only issue I would have gotten Splinter Cell for Wii U, but there's one issue, and that's all my all my friends that I've played previous Splinter Cell yeah. multiplayer with. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was such a thing, yep. uh, Spies vs Mercs. Yeah. And if you have friends who are into that mode, it it, it is one of the best multiplayer experiences I don't know how, how it is on the uh, in the new version but mm-hmm. I have to get it on 360 just play it to play Spy vs. Mercs against like people like Shu and mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. some of my I just I I pictured crew, you like yeah. you got you got your old old school like, guys
3: your fishing buddies in yeah. Germany. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we, it's we like grumpy old. There's man a new books. Splinter Cell. Out. No, but, I don't know why they have that. But accent. it's funny we haven't we haven't. Y'all want to play Splinter Cell? It's like a bunch of ex-EGM guys <laughs> and stuff. We haven't played in ages. Yeah. But yeah. we used to always yeah. play Spies versus Versus Mercs, and mm-hmm. it was um, it's a asymmetrical multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. Like two players are the spies and play in a third person, and then the mercs are in the first person. And like yeah. that setup just was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. you guys right. are like the the Expendables of online multiplayer. <laughs> games. That's right. Thank no, you the multiplayer modes I've played, I feel
1: like the best stories come out of Spies vs. Mercs, too. Oh Just God. things that happen, and alarms that get tripped, and plans that go horribly, horribly wrong, yeah. I feel yeah. like the, because it's balanced for just four people. Yeah, um, and like other, other
2: games have kind of like these moments where you feel amazing because you stalked somebody and took them out or somebody was sniping and you got them, right? Like yeah. this game manufactures that by having you be sni- uh, spies for a while where you're sneaky and you're constantly scared that somebody's going to get you. And then you switch roles later to play mercs against the spies and and suddenly you're the guy with a gun, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, and and... You uh, you basically just feel this sense of glee for foiling somebody's somebody somebody's plan. It's it's really clever. I yeah. hope this new mode is as good as the the classic it, uh, one. Yeah. According
5: to Ryan McCaffrey, who is a big like old school uh, spies versus mercs fan, it is. I mean, he's nice. absolutely in love with it. All right.
2: Well, you guys are not going to see me again then. Goodbye. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. You, talking about this just reminded me. Uh, do you remember Pandora Tomorrow when that was? Kind of yeah, becoming a yeah. thing, and then when the spy when the spies figured out we're actually better than the mercs because they're a lot more mobile, so you'd be like a merc trying to shoot a spy, and he would just run down on you and just kill
2: you like yeah. in a second. It, it, it got, got really unbalanced. unbalanced yeah. For a while. yeah, yeah, and and like when you're playing with friends, it doesn't matter because you you will call certain maneuvers cheap, and then people don't do them anymore, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. um Or you know your friends' specific hiding places where they always pull that number. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you're playing against strangers, it, it just it wasn't fun anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And like it is probably the hardest multiplayer to get into because you have to know the levels. Yeah, There's no yeah. way around that. They tried to fix that in the sequel by giving you like these hints everywhere where mm-hmm. you can hide and go in, but like it, it was just kind of lame and yeah. looked stupid. Yeah. Um, but um, if you have three friends and you can play, it's going to be cool. Excellent. All yeah. right. So let's quickly go around and uh, just uh,
1: mention your Twitter handle, how folks can find you on the internet and maybe something you're working on right now. Um, I'll start with
3: you cool Uh, my Twitter handle is Agent Bizzle and on (laughs) Monday on Up at Noon we have God who do we even have Dominic Monaghan thank you Dominic Monaghan from Lost and uh, the voice of Sam Fisher in Splinter Cell I'm so tired
5: yeah it's gonna be (laughs) cool (laughs) 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 it's like the new Splinter Cell game Splinter Cell colon I am so tired
3: (laughs) and he's just like they're like can you you no I'm just gonna hang out on the couch (laughs) Yeah, it's a stealth it's a couch stealth game.
2: Watch up at noon if you haven't yet. You know, I I don't I don't I think because you know, Greg started it. It probably looked a little bit like a PlayStation show in the beginning, but it's all topics and it covers everything. We yeah, we we'd love you know, to have Nintendo shit on folks We share on everything yeah? equally. That's uh, right. I would yeah. say yeah. We got Reggie on up and Noon. That'd be amazing. Oh man, I would. We'll, that would be so good. We'll work on that. But yeah, it's a really fun show. So watch it. And if you ever want to be in our studio audience, just uh, follow Game Over Greggy on Twitter, and uh, you know he'll he'll let you know when we're shooting. Mm-hmm. But you know, usually Thursdays in the afternoon, yeah. early afternoon. Come on it's, down. It's a good time. Uh, you'll have a good time. You'll meet some of us. Yeah. And we can chat. It's like going to a, a TV taping. Totally. Yeah. And you can cool. street pass, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some powerful yeah. street passing going on in this here building. One of them pink <laughs> pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. get all the pink pieces. Yeah. Or you're like me and you have two 3DSs that you bring to work and Street Pass on both. Yeah, I always get Jose and Jose
3: yep. on yeah. my yep. 3ds. Yeah. Yep. That's like kissing a mirror. Yeah. We've been we've been
5: <laughs> meaning much. to have an intervention
3: about that. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
5: holding both. I don't know. I can stop different. whenever I want. Yeah.
1: Basically. So, so Pear, How can folks find you on? <laughs> you the can internet? follow
2: me on Twitter at uh, pair ign one word, or if you go to IGN, you can follow me uh, pair ign, and you know I answer. If you post on my wall on IGN, I'll answer your questions gladly and. Mm-hmm. uh, have a have a nice, uh, wonderful day.
5: Alrighty. Um you can find me at McBiggity, uh two G's two Ts, and uh don't giggle at that. I feel like Agent Bizzle
2: and McBiggity are like uh, in the same team. So Why do you think we're friends? <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. IGN's honorary Wu Tang. Right. Uh, like a Wu Tang. There you go. <laughs> um and I just actually uh like ten minutes ago, I posted uh, my review of Gone Home and uh, I give it a nine five, which is the highest uh, score I've given a game at uh, Wow at IGN. So nice. uh, it's it's right now it's my game of the year. Uh, That's it's great. A, yeah, it's a uh, sort of an indie uh, first person exploratory adventure game uh, with. I think the most touching story I've ever played in the video game. Wow,
2: so, yeah, that's incredibly awesome to hear. Yeah. And and then Matt Gigglety also works on, the, yeah, Giggles, on an awesome project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if we can talk
5: about it yet. We can, we can. We can. On,
2: yeah, you sure?
5: Yeah, well, I don't know it's if if he says yes, oh, that's true, yeah. True. Yeah, he runs
1: the <laughs> Why not? It's yeah, yeah. great. Then he comes up to me tomorrow. You have to take that out of the podcast. Yeah,
5: um, we're doing a uh, a piece on the uh, the history and the evolution of Mario, um, but it's it's really not like anything I've ever seen before. In, in terms of, uh, you know, articles on IGN or any other gaming site, mm-hmm. um, it's going to have a lot of interactive elements to it. Uh, it's going to be uh, heavily uh, incorporated with HTML5.
3: It's um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, everything yeah. I've seen so far looks phenomenal. And,
1: yeah. and you want to come check it on the site. You don't want to go through mobile to see this. You want to no, see the I mean, real No, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. work
2: on yeah, mobile. We're, we're make it work. So, wow. Um, but I, w- I would say it's, it's more say of an now. interactive yeah, museum than, yeah, a, yeah. A, than yeah. an article. You know, it's cool.
5: Yeah, okay. don't think of it as an article. It is So uh, it's late experience. September, right? Late September,
2: cool. that's
3: yep. what we're going for. So, oh, right. and follow Rich George on Twitter at RichIGN. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, has, that's going to work out for you.
3: Going to carry that
2: cross forever. Well, you can Twitter, lets you change your handle. So it'll be... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, don't tell Rich. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I am uh, at Jose underscore Otero on Twitter, and I posted a video uh, that Justin and I did a commentary about SteamWorld Dig, nice. and there should be a review hitting IGN uh, within this week, if not early next. And
2: cool. please please tweet Mario at Jose. It has two dots on yeah. the A. <laughs> All right. All you
5: right. out the A. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Paris
2: trying to break me. Is it going to happen? Oh, yeah, I'm working on it. I call him Josie every time he says Mario. Mm
1: -hmm. That's only the beginning. All right, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. Later, see you.
3: Bye.